chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, the Wicked Quick Sports Betting Podcast. I am Jimmy Brown, and welcome to a full frenzy Friday, as I will not disappoint at the deadline with a slew of information that we have for today's great show. The goal is to be all killer, no filler, quick, to the point, full of information, powered by the chasers. The chasers are people who contact me either on social media via Twitter or Facebook. You can find me at Chasing Ball Game or email chasingballgame at gmail.com. Just hit me up with some great information, and I load it right here, whether it's just your opinion, facts, picks, whatever you got it, I put it right here. Let's get to the breakdown for today's show. I'm going to start off in Major League Baseball. I'm going to urge you once again to consider betting on baseball and why, and I'm going to get you ready to go for this season by looking at the best teams in baseball from last year that showed some profit and ones to keep an eye on this season. Then we're hopping over to College Hoops because it would not be a Chasing Ball Game podcast if we did not discuss March Madness while pointing out some teams in desperation mode in the betting on the bubble segment. And of course, serve up a pick against the spread on the biggest game of this weekend. Then we're going to the gridiron. We're going to talk NFL. I know uh, there's always time to talk offseason moves in the National Football League. To me, this is the time of year that will make you a profitable better during football season. If you know what to look for, don't worry. I got you. I'm going to tell you the things I look for and the things you should be looking for too. And then finally, it's betting the buckets in the NBA. We talk beefs. We talk beyond the box score. I talk about fourth quarter collapses. I'm going to cook up a counter crunch with a twist. And then, of course, I'll put up a big pick in the association for Friday night. As always, Chasing Ball Game is blazing quick with more than one pick. So let's go and let's start with Major League Baseball. Look, it is simple. A lot of people don't bet on baseball for one reason or another. Some people say it's because it's summertime. They don't have time. Some people say it's just a long grind. They don't understand the betting line. They don't even like baseball. I get it. I get all of that. There are certain sports I don't bet on that I have. Look, one of my buddies, he loves to bet on soccer. He does it all the time, and, and I can't stand it because I don't understand the sport, don't like the sport. Um, so it just doesn't interest me. So if that's the case, I get it. But to me, if you want to make a profit, there's a profit to be made in Major League Baseball, and it's not something that you have to grind out all summer and skip Disneyland with your family to get a part of. To me, you have to get ready right now, though. You have to find a good place to bet on baseball because where you bet is probably just as important as how you bet. And, of course, I'll have sports books here for you that I'll talk about during the season that are good to bet baseball on. You want early lines. You want dime lines. And you want to know how to bet, too. And that's another thing I'll cover here. Earlier this week during uh, one of the Chasing Ball Game podcast episodes, I covered the basics of betting on baseball. I'm going to bring that back, too, because I'm hoping to not only get newbies betting on baseball, but I want some input from veteran chasers who bet on baseball every year and kind of what they look for and what – what kind of things motivate them to bet on baseball and how they do well or how they fail, if, if that matters, because I really want to get the community headed in the right direction for this season. That's why we're here to help. And the best teams in baseball, if you're going to look at them this year, it may seem obvious, right? Let's look at the Major League Baseball win totals. The win totals are basically a projection that Vegas puts out of how many games a team will win or lose. And look, the first five teams we're looking at, the Cubs, the Indians, the Dodgers, the Nationals, and the Red Sox are the teams that are projected to do well this year. The Cubs have a win total of 95.5, which means Vegas thinks they'll be right around 95.5 again. Same with the Indians, 92.5, and the Dodgers, 91.5. Sometimes it's as easy as betting on the good teams to win. Sometimes it's not. I mean, the Cubs were the best team in baseball last year, 103-58, and 103 wins, 58 losses. If you bet on them every single game, you would have won $299 last year. 
And that's not bad, right? Profit's profit. I get it. And that's if you just bet them blindly every game. But there's some other teams that made much, much more money in that facet. If you're looking at that angle alone, for example, Texas Rangers, if you bet on them blindly all year, every game, doesn't matter who they were playing, who was pitching, you would have won $2,932. Much bigger profit than betting on the Cubs, right? And of course, there were some teams that were big losers last year. If you bet on the Twins every game of every every time they took basically to the field, you would have lost over $3,000, 3129 to be exact. On the flip side, if you bet against them, you would have made a tidy profit. So there are times you can make some serious money betting on baseball. Same with the over-unders. There are many teams out there that maybe would surprise you. Like let's look at the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays you know them as a high-power, high-octane offense in the American League East where all they do is hit home runs, and they have some of the best players in baseball. They had 93 games go under, 63 go over, which means they were a low-scoring team for the most part. That may surprise you. That might be something different where you didn't consider. The same Minnesota Twins that I talked about being an awful team, it probably had a lot to do with their pitching because they had 95 games go over and 59 go under. So there are plenty of ways to make uh, adjustments, not only based on last year, but based on the projections this year to make you a profit in Major League Baseball. So that's something we are definitely going to be focusing on this year. But now let's get to college basketball. Are you ready for March Madness? I know I am, uh, and it couldn't come at a better time. I love March Madness, and if you want to be ready for March Madness, you have to know where to bet on college basketball during March Madness. I suggest mybookie.ag. Check them out. They have great lines. They have great management, great customer service. They get you in the game, and more importantly, when you win, they get you paid. Sign up at mybookie.ag right now and use the promo code CHASER. Just let them know you are a chaser, and you will get a 100% bonus up to $3,000 to bet on college basketball basketball make sure you check that out in fact right now right now as we speak they have a five thousand dollar march madness bracket contest you have until march 5th to sign up make sure you get there and sign up and join that contest because i'll be in it and i'll i'm going to talk about my progress along the way and i'd love to go up against you or talk about how you're going to do as well make sure you tune into the chasing ball game podcast all next week leading up to the bracket announcement i'm going to give you the best and uh when it comes to money, the highest paying contest that I find on the internet, I'm going to share them here with you right here on the podcast. All right. Now, college basketball. Look, the dogs are starting to bite. This is where handicapping comes into play. And when I say the dogs are starting to bite in college hoops, it's not a blanket statement. In other words, I don't say go out there and take every dog out there. It's not true. But when teams like Ohio State or five-point dogs and they're winning outright by double digits, to me, that's big news. By the way, that was my pick last night, but I digress more on that later. But it should also be noted that the odds will get tighter. They will get sharper, if you will. I've talked about this all this week. This is the time of year when more people start betting on college basketball. More people start paying attention to college basketball. Because more people start paying attention to college basketball and betting on college basketball, more money is coming in on the sport. More money coming in on the sport, therefore the odds makers have to step up their game, if you will. They have to make sharper lines. It's not rocket science, really. They don't want to lose money. They want to keep the even, uh, the action even. More people betting, more money coming in. they got to do a better job. So it's something worth noting this time of year because you have to do your homework if you want to win betting on college basketball. Now, for a week, I've been prepping for the madness by breaking down bubble teams in the segment known as betting on the bubble. And here's another one for today. Let's look at the TCU Horned Frogs. Huge bubble team to me. They need a big win 
Not a lot of games left. They've now dropped four straight games to include blowout losses to Baylor and Kansas. Look, a win against either one of those teams, it's really too much to ask for a TCU team that it's not in that kind of caliber. But a win there probably would have gotten them in the big dance. Now they have one chance left. That comes Saturday when they host ranked West Virginia. Look, it's going to be difficult. The Mountaineers lead the nation in turnovers forced per game with 21, steals per game with 11, and opponent turnover percentage at 29%. In fact, if you ask me, Cinderella is West Virginia. They're a team that could win it all. I, I truly believe that. It depends where they are in the bracket and who the matchups are and all that, Raz. And we'll talk about that when the matchups do come out. But let's get back to the bubble. TCU, they have Kenrich Williams. He double-double machine. Plus, they get an assist on over 60% of their made shots. To me, that means they know how to share the basketball. Because they know how to share the basketball, they have good movement on the floor. It always helps to prevent turnovers. Bottom line for TCU is that they need a win against West Virginia or that bubble will burst. When I talk about bubble teams, it's not always a play on or a play against. Just something for you to keep in mind as these games start to approach because right now TCU is the bubble team to watch this weekend. All right, my pick for tonight. I'm now 3-0 run after I slammed the Buckeyes to beat the Badgers in a big, big way. I love it when an underdog wins outright and it makes it real easy. Look, I'm going to brag a lot when I win. Of course, I'll admit it when I uh, when I lose and I have egg on my face. By the way, stay tuned for this and betting the buckets. But I'm gonna pass on Friday and college hoop. I don't usually bet on Ivy League hoops. And look, there's plenty of NBA picks to go around. Look tonight, if you really want to know, I think there's plenty of teams I think deserve a look. How about the Niagara Purple Eagles plus six over the St. Peter's Peacocks? Sure, that deserves a look. I also think Valpo and Dayton could be in letdown spots where they could lose, so they could be teams that are gonna get upset tonight. But I'm gonna look at a big game on Saturday. Games of the Pac-12. UCLA, top-ranked Arizona, to me, this is going to be good. This is going to be a good game. If you like basketball, this is one you should turn in, tune into. UCLA, Lonzo Ball, all about offense. We know that. Uh, they're first in points per game, 92. First in assists per game, 21 point. Now they've won six straight, which includes a win on the road over Oregon. They now sit two and a half games behind Arizona for the Pac-12 title. This, to me, is a must-win for UCLA. Now, on the other hand, Arizona, they average 66.8 possessions per game. They like to play slow ball. They play at the slowest pace in the Pac-12, seventh slowest among major conference. They like to control the the time of possession, not only in the game, but to slow down other teams, especially high-scoring teams like UCLA. Arizona already beat UCLA at UCLA this season. The Wildcats won five straight since losing to Oregon. I'm on UCLA in this game. To me, they learned a lot from that first loss against Arizona. If you look back at that loss or if you read the press quotes from that loss, uh, it was defense that was a big problem. UCLA here will show they've improved on defense. they got to be patient, especially on rotations off the dribble. That's where Arizona beat them in the first game. Arizona had a chance to break. They run it. And when they got down and isolated half-court basketball, they would take UCLA off the dribble. UCLA got no help on defensive rotations. I think that changes this time around. I think the Bruins pay more attention to defense. We know they can score the basketball. They play well in Arizona, five against the spread and five and zero against spread in the last five games. Plus the underdog, eleven and one against the spread in the last twelve meetings, which means points are at a premium. Give me the Bruins as my college basketball pick for the weekend you think you have a good pick for the weekend just hit me up i have what's called the chasers challenge you hit me up on twitter or facebook you can find me at chasing ball game then i will post your pick on my twitter feed to all my followers not only that but i will put it on facebook i will put it right here on the podcast and if you keep winning i'll keep bragging about you and when you lose you're done so hit me up if you want to be a part of the chasers challenge but now let's move over to the nfl and i'm going to make this as quick as possible you have to have to 
pay attention to all the moves during the offseason in the NFL. I get it. Players like Jay Cutler, Tony Romo, Adrian Peterson switch teams. By the way, I think they all will. That's going to make headline news. Everybody's going to know all about it. But not all moves make big news. And truth be told, it's the little moves somehow that can change how a team looks when they take to the field next season. And, I mean, that could be coaching. Teams get new coaches, new offensive coordinators, new defensive coordinators. It's going to change how they look on the field. Also, trenches. Offensive and defensive line, I love to look in the trenches. It's one of my thing, things I do when I handicap the NFL. And it doesn't take much time to find NFL trackers on the internet to just figure out where the latest moves are. Or you can follow me. I try to post them whenever I can. Because some news that does not make news, per se, or headline news, if you will, are like, how about the Lions signing offensive tackle Bryce Burton? Pierce Burton, sorry. And that the Jags re-signed offensive lineman Tyler Shatley. This may not be a difference. This may not make the Lions a Super Bowl team or the Jags the best team in the AFC. But to me, these are things you need to know, especially because there are going to be other things that are going to grab your attention. The NFL draft is here. You're going to pay attention to that. The free agency will be coming. you got to pay attention to that. So signings will be coming. There's a lot to digest. You want to be on top of this. If you're not, when preseason starts, you're going to be playing catch-up. Don't worry, I got you. Tune in to Chasing Ball Game Podcast. I will talk to you about the ones that I think are important. But now let's get to it. Let's get to betting the buckets in the NBA, and we're going to talk beefs. I love beefs. Who doesn't? Who doesn't, right? Uh, Paul Pierce versus Draymond Green. They had a little back and forth when the Clippers and the uh, Warriors played. A lot of fun. Uh, Shaq, too. JaVale McGee. Those guys have been going back and forth forever. I posted some tweets between Shaq and JaVale. And look, I've got a lot of people on Google Plus talking to me about it. Uh, on Twitter, M Dollar Sign H and I were talking about it. And we were laughing about it because it's fun. But it's no big deal from a betting, a basketball betting perspective. Maybe it gives Paul Pierce motivation if they play again, sure. But Pierce is not the player he once was. And he, he's not going to have the impact in games that he used to have. But So for now, it's just fun. I'm not going to hammer the trade deadline talk, although I do think the Celtics were a winner, not a loser. But I'll do a special winners and losers podcast if you guys want it. Hit me up. If anybody wants it, I'll do it. But if not, I got some other stuff to talk about, and that's beyond the box score. Beyond the box score is when I look back at the NBA games that have been played, and I break them down, and I take nuggets out of those games that can help us bet on games in the future. Finally, we got some games to talk about. But instead of breaking down one game like I have in the past, I want to comment on all the games overall. Not all of them, but most of them. How about the Kings? They went outright as seven-point dogs. They cover the number by 22.5 points. I told you before, talk about clearing the air. DeMarcus Cousins, he put a cloud over that organization, a cancer, if you will. Now other players are getting a chance to stand up. And what happens when that goes down is that the team will have a good outing. It happens. The Kings received strong performances from reserves. Willie Cauley-Stein, he had 29 points, 10 boards. Buddy Heald, who they just got 16 points. Tyreek Evans, they just got 15 points. Look, it marked the first time that four Sacramento bench players each scored at least a dozen points in a regulation victory in over 10 years. 10 years. So that shows you what kind of new uh, attitude they have in Sacramento. Now, do I think they're going to win a bunch of games and make the playoffs? Nope. I don't. I don't. They're not talented enough. But I do like the fact that they are um, embracing this move away from DeMarcus Cousins. Now, 
In other games, the Warriors did not cover the number against Clippers, but they did put up 50 points in the third quarter. It goes to show you if you have the over in a Warriors game, you are never out of it because after you know putting up 18 points in a quarter, usually if you have an over that has 200 points, you're done. Not with the Warriors. We all know that. Not one, but two teams had meltdowns in the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, I bet on both. The Magic had a lead at home. We're outscored 35-18 in the fourth quarter to lose the game and the cover. The Hornets were up by 15 going in the fourth and were outscored 30-15 to 15 to go to overtime where they lost by six to give the Pistons not only an improbable one-point cover, but an ugly, ugly loss. So if you're going to be betting on the NBA, get the thumbs ready because betting on basketball, look, I'm telling you, basketball can be a fickle, fickle bitch when you bet on it. So get ready for that. The Pelicans, another game that caught my attention. They lose badly in the first game with Boogie in the lineup. The Rockets end up covering the number by 26 and a half points. Look, it takes time. It takes time. Don't let one game sway you on this duo. Chemistry takes time, especially when you have two marquee players that like to get the basketball. On the other hand, look, the Rockets, they had had Lou Williams from the the, uh, Lakers in there. He was on fire. You know why? Because all they wanted him to do was shoot threes. That's easy. That's not chemistry. Let's get to the line, shoot a three, you're good. With Boogie, with AD, you got to share the basketball. you got to figure out what kind of offense works best. It's going to take some time for this duo to click, but they're going to be good. Trust me on this. By the way, circle your calendar because the Kings come to New Orleans on March 31st, and I guarantee you Boogie will be waiting and ready to go with that. Speaking of the calendar, let's get to the calendar crunch. Real simple. We're looking at the schedule. We're picking it out. Today I got a little twist. I've already covered the first two weeks in detail uh, and the crunches that I believe that are out there. So if you missed them this week, check back on uh, one of the podcasts in the archive. You can find me on Block Talk Radio or iTunes. But I wanted to put a little twist on it today. And the twist is how games that are already played can alter a crunch. Perfect example is the Charlotte Hornets. Look, this team always makes my podcast for one reason or another. And here they are again. Because to me, I knew they were in a calendar crunch. I talked about it all week long. I said, look, I know it's the start of the second half season, but they have a road trip to start the season. I also said they have a new mindset. They're coming off a horrible end of the start of the first half, so this is their chance to turn things around. So now the mindset will be interesting. Because this was a team that wanted a fresh start to the second half of the season. They once again fell asleep. They blew a huge, huge lead. This kind of loss to me hurts mentally. So I mentioned they start the season with six straight road games, which includes a West Coast swing, and now that's going to get even tougher, not only because of the mentality, but they started the road trip off with an overtime game. So wins and losses during a calendar crunch can change the actual crunch. They can make things better or worse for a team, so please keep that in mind. By the way, if they get some big men back, maybe Zeller and Plumlee, they didn't play against Detroit, maybe I'll consider backing them, but until then, no way. The Hornets are off limits. All right, now let's get to the pick. I was jumping up and down about my college basketball winner, my 3-0 streak, so i got to take credit for my 0-2 debacle last night in the NBA. Look, the trade deadline affects teams even when they don't make a move. The Knicks came out limping against the Cavs, no big deal, but Carmelo talked about so frustrated with not knowing the direction of the Knicks. So they had a lackluster performance. They really wanted to make that team better at the deadline. They didn't. I also think you'll see it tonight in Indiana, but in a good way. Paul George... He was obviously the highlight, the crown jewel, if you will, of the trade deadline. He came out and said he was frustrated because he felt like he should have been in the loop talking about where he could or may not go. But I like the leadership in Indiana, most specifically, excuse me, Coach Nate McMillan. I like what he said, and I quote, We need for each guy to look at themselves in this team and what we're asking of them and see how they can make it better. Things that you bring to the floor, the things that you do on and off the court, we all need to look at ourselves and find a way to make it better. End quote. What he's doing is saying, look, I'm holding you guys accountable. Let's get after this. 
Let's do it. We're all together. We're one team. Instead of bringing in other players, how about what can you do better? This is also a big game because I think the Pacers hit the road for five games uh, after this one, so they want to win the home game. They're in the playoff hunt. They're in the sixth spot, which is a good spot to be. They only want to go higher. Plus, Pacers 14-6-2 against spread in the last 22 games, playing on three or more days rest. 7-3 and three against spread in their last 10 home games against the team with a winning record. They play well at home. And they play well at home against winning teams. I think Paul George is going to flex tonight to not only show the Pacers what they have and why they shouldn't even consider trading him, but more importantly, maybe, what other teams could be paying for in the offseason. You can get them as one-point underdogs. Give me the Pacers plus one for my NBA pick against the spread for Friday night. That will do it for Chasing Ball Game. Thanks for taking time out of your day to tune in. If you missed anything or want to hear it again, find me at Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. Join the fun. Become a chaser. All you have to do featured right here on the Chasing Ball Game podcast. Hit me up on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ball Game. Just like the latest chasers who have followed or shared information like Winsports, M$H, and Ryan Collins, welcome to the chase. You're up. Get on board. Let's talk hoops. Let's talk betting on sports. I'm glad you're becoming a part of what I hope to be a very incredible community that is building by the day. Come back next Monday. We're going to do it once again. Major sports cover from top to bottom. We got betting angles in the MLB, college football. We're talking the NFL. Of course, we got betting the buckets, and things really get mad in March as college basketball will talk, will take center stage, excuse me, and we talk brackets. Until then, have a great weekend. Win big at the betting window and keep on chasing.